Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 354 for May 14th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I am Adriel Michaud. Hey, random awesome. Dave. <laughs> I, I was muted. And I'm Trying on not mute. to feedback here. And I'm random Dave, who is muted. <laughs> awesome. The world is happier. <laughs> that you're unmuted, yes. And that you're here. And we're missing Aww. Trevor, though. And that's Trevor. okay, because no one cares. I care. Aw, Trevor, if you're listening, I care. Everybody else doesn't. Trevor Trevor is our favorite listener. Is he listening right now? Shut up. He will be. No one cares. Okay. Um, Why don't we talk about what we did in guns this week? What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. It's Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Remington 5970 Megs in stock for 29 whole dollars. That is amazing. I hope they have a lot. Do they have a lot? Yeah. These are the 597 mags. Those are the black, all black ones, which I think yeah. are the ones that feed better. Yep. Yeah, so the metal got ones. One of them, uh, uh, if you have one of those mag adapters for the 1022, mm-hmm. this is the one you want. Ooh, good point. I should go buy an adapter because I don't own a 597. But you own a 1022? I do own a 1022. You should get that adapter. Put a, and put a scope on it like four months ago. I haven't shot it. <laughs> <laughs> you should get doing that. <laughs> well, since you can't shoot your AR, guess what you can shoot now? Oh, uh, next I maple seed. Did, did I just I'm showing up with salt in that wound? Yes, I did, didn't I? <laughs> I'm shooting the next maple seed with the Tavor. Not that I own a Tavor, so any of our RCMP listeners, I sold this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, since Trevor's not here, Adriel, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? Uh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Nothing? I already told you guys about nice. all the other stuff, right? Yeah, that was last weekend where I shot the M1 Grand and shot some gophers. And I am stripping some guns. I'm stripping That's some nice. guns now. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, there's some like, like look at this nice little blue trigger in there. That that can't go in a crusher. I gotta use that for something. So I'm gonna take that out and I'm gonna put some piece of crap tra- stock trigger that yeah, I got in a bin a over here. Crappy trigger in it. Yeah, there. yeah. It's it'll fine. look like it's functional, but it'll be really terrible. And okay. put that piece of metal in there. Yeah. Okay. No, I have worse. I have a WK180 trigger. One of the one of the factory <laughs> ones. Those are terrible. Like I, oh. I, I like the rifle, but like change the trigger out on it, and uh, yeah. So I'll, uh, I gotta take that Gucci trigger. I gotta take this grip off and put like some crappy A2 or nothing. Maybe nothing. Not that in I have a, year. a two years anyway. What's that? In a year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, two years. Uh, no, I mean like I will take the parts off right away because if I can put the parts on something and use it, 
fantastic. Oh, valid. Yeah, yeah, it's a valid point. So now I got like some parts coming off of this thing and uh, I'll spin some barrels off and I'll have like a little, like a shelf over here that'll have of like parts, parts like to find a home, Aww. parts to rehome. And, Sad. Uh, It'd be like when C-3PO got all disassembled. Remember? <laughs> It's kind of yeah, sad. God. His leg was backwards and his head was back. I did. <laughs> I cared. Okay. Yeah. Tim Whalen says 3D print a trigger for it. But actually, so <laughs> That'd be funny. We use this as trigger trainers. 3D print uh, 3D a buffer printed. and 3D print a spring. <sighs> and well, I'm kind of thinking if they're paying money for them, I may get a 3D printer six months ago and 3D print a whole bunch of lowers. <laughs> Well, you would have had to register the lower, though. Yeah. The uppers, 3D print uppers, though. Yeah, 3D print like a hundred of them. Those uh, before, yes. Before. Six months ago, of course. Yeah. Yeah, You certainly wouldn't do that now. No. Think of the job. I like how you have the time shift continuum going on that you have like wormholes all over the place. Absolutely. I did everything yesterday. (laughs) I mean, I mean, May 30th. All right. April 30th. April 30th. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Since absolutely. Adriel didn't do anything except for take everything apart. What about you, Dave? What'd you do? I dismounted the scope from my Maple C D R fifteen and mounted it on my Tavor that I sold yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Sorry, April thirtieth. Mm-hmm. So that'll be my uh, that'll be my maple seed gun and maybe my service rifle gun. We'll see. Would you have to do the paint job on that thing? That was Remember that was it, the ugliest thing ever. He he, it, he called it. It the came ugliest. like that. Ah, yeah. Okay. You know I you know, can. It's hideous. Do something about that, right? Oh no, no I love it. It's so yeah. terrible. I just really like it. It's so ugly. <laughs> um, what else did I do? I joined the ORA communications committee. We're working on our response to the ban and comms and stuff are going out to the membership so that's good good. uh heartened to see how many organizations are getting together i saw the ccfr posted a big list uh which is awesome love it uh spread word of the ban sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it'd been i I think that there was a significant amount of like federations organizations on that list as well it'd be nice to see everybody like the um ofa on there or you know those those more of the duck hunting or hunting or but yeah I know there's it's a great list but let's let's be honest gunnies we're all gunnies there's so. some more that are that are that are going on there like Spruce yeah. Grove sent out a, an email yeah, this morning I saw that. they they did like a a large donation I think like twenty thousand to the CCFR yeah they and did. they awesome. put in their support of uh. uh not like against the the OIC, so like that's that's a fishing game association. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if more of them did the same thing because yeah. uh, it won't take too long before. Whoops, shotguns. Uh, yeah, bore. Sorry, the bore is actually the biggest thing in the barrel. That's now the bore. That's all it has to take is, is that. And now uh, we're not going we're hunting there again. with twenty gauges. Just, I guess I'm just seeing Trevor <laughs> screaming right now. Um, but it is true. It's 20 millimeters or, you know, I don't know. The 10,000 joules thing as well. Like they, there was another opinion that put out and it's like capable, if it's capable of 
firing a cartridge of more than 10,000 joules. It's, it's right. bad, whether it's it destroys the gun or not. What does capable me of mean? Because yeah. the, like to find you out if a gun's capable of full automatic fire, they, they put a, a year of uh, dicking around with it. Uh, and right. if, if you were to follow that uh, 12 gauge from hell guy on YouTube, uh, he reloads for 12 gauges and he makes like these ridiculous loads on them. He's, he's right. well over 10,000 joules. That's right. just but he's gauge. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Still capable. capable, capable of because if if capable of is like well we perform origami with uh, uh, coat hangers and we stick popsicle sticks in weird spots it's like if that is capable of wow right. yeah so we well have- in any of the rounds that are near that right like the the what the what was the one the three seventy five uh, uh, JTAC like I don't know I was looking at the rounds for it and I mean I. Somebody's probably come up with something that's over 10k. It seems to be just under. I thought mm-hmm. they bought anything that eh. ran to 375 JTAC, even though it wasn't even at 10,000 with yeah, control no. loadings. Yep. Exactly. But I guess you could put pistol powder in it. There, you're over 10,000. No, I'm saying yes. they banned it. They banned all the rifles with 375 JTAC, even though it's under the limit. Exactly. Already, they yeah. already did well, that. What, yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's you know that's your capable of right yeah okay are we done with capable of we're done with capable of (laughs) so spreading spreading word of the band getting people to (laughs) sign up and join orgs join the conservative party which is the first time in my entire life i have ever joined a political party so thank you liberals you drove me to the conservatives whom i don't particularly i'm not a particularly huge fan of but Everybody else is like crazy lefties, so that's cl- closest to maybe saving our hobby. So uh, yeah, thanks, everyone else is uh, anti-gun. Oh, uh, not not yeah. even like maybe they're anti-gun. Maybe they would do something. They all have something on their platform that is for gun restrictions, and uh, I think the liberals one is even the the lightest of all of them. Because if you look at the NDPs and Greens party positions, they were just as strong or stronger. Well, yeah, we don't, they're all yeah. handgun bans. So, yep. Yeah. Well, they are. So, you know, Rune Canada. Yeah. Let's move forward. We're exactly. not going to vote for them. So, anyway, so. Nope. <laughs> so, I had a target shooter. A friend of mine texted me that uh, his target shooter buddy shoots a 308 RPA Guadlock, which is now prohibited. Yeah. So, he, he was sort of a, you know, screw air 15s, murder weapon, blah, blah, blah. They're never coming after my single shot. Tar- oh, crap. <laughs> Wait a and he was mentioning that that particular rifle is apparently quite popular in the target shooting community. So, surprise, guys, you're on our side now. How's it feel? Yeah. Sucks to be you. But, haha. <laughs> lame. Super, super lame. <laughs> I think, I think Dave, Dave, I think the, the, what you're describing is Misery Loves Company. I think yeah. that's what we're, what we're saying here. <laughs> It is. What? I don't like to see anything banned, of course, and it's stupid. The whole thing is absolutely ridiculous, but it there is some hilarity in just seeing somebody who's like, Air 15 suck. They'll never, oh crap, my stuff is banned too. Wait, now I care. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> so yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. And on that note, um, not really something I've done, but well, I have been. I've kind of been nagging people on my timeline and other places. If you're a gun owner and you're talking about the gun ban, please don't be online acting like a complete tool and calling people names and like, you know, you don't know about guns, you're an effing idiot. How about educating people? How about being polite, you know? Yeah. Good, 
like be a good spokesman. Don't be the stereotype, you know, the drunken redneck, blah, blah, blah. You know, be the guy in the suit that shows up to a meeting is like, well, actually, here's the facts. and uh, Here's why it doesn't work. And here's how it affects me personally. Uh, go do this. Go do that. Here's why it's silly. Just be a good spokesman. I mean, it's fun to say Justin Trudeau's an idiot and yada, yada, yada. You don't get any points. It's super easy. And it's not going to get anybody on your side or educate anybody. So no. please stop that. You're arguing not to convince the person you're arguing with. Frequently, you're arguing to convince the people who are watching the conversation. Yeah. Like if you talk about like Reddit and Facebook and that kind of thing, 90% of the people uh, just lurk and never comment on anything. They're the ones that are sitting there with their popcorn and eating the show and watching the show. But it's the people. That's why I leave. I've been posting like crazy, but. I leave it on there so people can actually see and make decisions for themselves and see that people who are gun owners are um, articulate, uh, have some great comments and can back things up. And, and, and then also I see other people who are, you know, reacting to it from an emotional point of view. I have people who are the spectrum and that are friends with me. Um, and uh, yeah, I've I haven't unfriended a lot of people recently, but I've unfriended a couple just because I'm just, uh, you know, it's it's been I've two I've unfriended two. That's it. <laughs> oh, I had yeah, two left. <laughs> no, that's, that's my last nerve. But I've only had to unfriend two because just because it's just. Um, uh, I'm not going to put up with people being abusive towards me or other people, but that's that's that. But anyways, it's it's a good idea just to actually talk about it. And again, don't hide. Like, no, people are saying you're not allowed to take photos if you're shooting or anything like that, and not post them on Facebook or social media. Screw that. Post it. Show some women or show some kids shooting because it's what we do. I'm no longer hiding. Okay, I'm getting off my soapbox, yep. and you can continue to. Sorry. I'm I'm the exact same way. I uh, used to not really tell people what I did, and then I realized this doesn't do a damn bit of good. It has, and that's never worked for any group. Like you look at you look at uh, LGBTQT. 2s whatever it is these days groups like yep. they're like they're not hiding they're like screw you we're in your face go to hell we're here live with it and that's what works because again once you know those people they're, they're just people like they're not some hidden group that's you know scary you, surprisingly neighbor. enough a lot of them are gunnies too so and people are yeah. saying that they're not no absolutely total opposite so just well you're gonna get it Ten, what, 10% of people in Canada shoot, 5% or something like that have a license. So you're going to have that in, in every group. I suggest everybody get a license when COVID's all over. Absolutely. Pew, pew. Guns are fun. Come, yeah. come shoot guns. We like guns. <laughs> we do. We want to keep them, though. Yeah, right. exactly. And have okay. fun with them. Okay, what'd you do, Kelly? I, um, yeah, uh, not much. Um, but when I, one thing that I did, I also, first time ever, joined a political party. I am now a proud member of the Conservative Party, and I don't think anybody's ever seen that ever coming, but it did happen. So I'm going to vote. And just to actually, this isn't no a political podcast, but just to let, just my two cents in if you are voting for a party that is... Um, never going to get in. You're wasting your vote. So stop splitting the votes and put your vote where it counts. That's all. That's all I have to say. Vote strategically? That. Yeah. Because guess what? If you think that like 
yeah, don't don't waste it on somebody who's not going to get in because we're screwed. If you're t- you're talking about specifically the um, federal conservative leadership race. But I'm talking about the next federal election. I'm also <laughs> talking about the conservative race as well. So I'm, uh, I was a conservative member party. I am not anymore. I won't be in the future, but I'll vote for them because they will, uh, uh, they're the only party that has a chance of winning that will yep, uh, also absolutely. not touch uh, my guns. Um, who's, who's the most electable person out there? Cause I, I care less about which conservative member has which gun policy i care more you about, care about um, who's going to be justin like uh, um to be honest at this point no. none of these guys are so who has the best, best chance, chance at beating justin it's a two horse race basically and mm. i don't know if they're necessarily the best choices for us actually i know that um but the two it's a tool and it's um okay that's a two horse race that's it Leslie, yeah, she doesn't. Lot. She doesn't have a chance, really, because one, she's not well known, and two, she doesn't have a lot of experience. But she has some great. Pl- she has a great platform. But anyways, that's my two cents. Take it for what it's will or worth. Worth. Um, but they both have stated publicly that they will repeal um, the OIC, but replace it with some common sense legislation with respect to crime. Uh, and guns, getting them away from criminals and border. Have either of them mentioned uh, uh, reclassification or updating the classification yeah. system? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that should have been done when they when they did the LGR when they when yeah. they did that. And they should have also said, okay, yeah. and this classification thing we have is really complicated, and like it's it's impo- Like we have a database of guns because some of them are banned. Some of them aren't banned. We like the, like the rules are all over the place. It would have been cool if uh, during their eight year reign, they had uh, decided to put something in there to fix that classification. Yeah. Cause now it's like, yeah, going back and forth on like, Oh, eight, five, eights and Swiss arms. And now we've got this. Oh, I see. And we're going to repeal it and, and reverse it's it. It's just a mess. Just, just yeah, put in ridiculous. classification and you have, language and, that makes sense. Yeah, and you have to have checks and balances as well. We know that, right? Well, yeah. so yes, but the problem with the checks and balances right now is that uh, d- should you allow the RCMP to classify or not? Well, they're not a legis- they're they're a policing yeah. body. They they shouldn't really be re- responsible for this. Do you let the legislators do it? Well, they're they even they're even, even dumber. <laughs> like the RCMP firearms lab is uh, uh, incompetent. Politicians are more incompetent. Although some of them are gunnies, and I like you guys, Bill. You know, but you guys <laughs> did declare that the Blaze Forty Seven was an AK Forty Seven derivative. Exactly. So yeah. can't, okay. can't it, be it that should, good. But the classification system needs to be fixed. Totally. Yeah, it's a gun. Done. You have a license. It's a gun. Own whatever you want. Like I'm fine with everything. Everybody owning everything, right up to artillery, and I'm fine if you own artillery as well. I don't care. So that's whatever. not going to get in. Do it, that's fine. <laughs> yep. that, that has no. But you know what? Going through. You know what? They could have just done that when they got rid of the LGR, or at least just said a semi-auto is a semi-auto. It's non-restricted. Done. Correct. Like, like the, the, I, I believe that the simplified classification. Uh, classification that they had talked about at one of the conservative conventions was. Non-restricted, barrel length over 18 inches, OAL, X amount, it's non-restricted. Less than this. 
restricted. Boom, done. Less than this. Oh, prohibited. Oh, easy, right? Follows the the uh, past mistakes of Canadian gun law, but at least it simplifies them a lot, a heck of a yeah. lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Would, that would have been really I, nice. And then it's like, oh, do we have? Do we worry about the RCMP classifying or politicians? No, because it's just one simple rule set. Very easy. A cop at the side of the road can use a measuring tape. He doesn't need access to a database with like hundreds of thousands of I entries. I feel sorry for cops at the side of the road. Really, it's impossible. It's ah, impo- you got a ten-round mag. Canadian law is you can only use a five-round mag and a rifle. Mm, yeah, but there's a pistol mag. Sorry. I've Anyways, had, uh, I've had right? cop friends call me because they were about to arrest somebody and they just wanted to make sure they so were they called Dave, some the random law. guy. So they called me. <laughs> yeah. So they called me and I'm like, nope, let that guy go. Tell him he's a dummy. Stick the gun in the trunk. But other than that, he's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyways, this was supposed to be what we did in guns and we turned it into a political discussion. But basically what we're trying to say is, you know, Everybody go join a gun organization, advocacy group, um, encourage others, um, join a political group. Oh, and yeah, I'll put it into the show notes for later. But anyways, the good news is that, you know, Ontario is going to be opening up its ranges on Tuesday. Yay! But it's still single people, kind of individual, kind of, until they make the announcement about groupings gatherings sizes so, so the ranges are open but how many people can go to the range it so how many people can go to the range yeah i don't know it's like in your group it's like we're still doing groupings right five five people or less but like five people at the whole range five people per bay <laughs> i don't know oh they're supposed clear. to make an announcement on tuesday about all of that stuff but uh, so that's coming yet it's coming so anyways do you guys know that we have a new sponsor we yeah. do that we keep forgetting to mention we do have a new sponsor and All it's right. uh telos alpha and so i'm going to read a little bit about them telos alpha is a canadian digital agency that works exclusively in firearms vertical i don't know what that means vertical tele- firearms anyways okay um they help so them with a di- digital agency is like a, an agency right. that helps companies with digitizing digital yep. transformation marketing uh, advertising and they so, work just in the firearms vertical so they're specialized right so this is means they help them with business processes strategic planning websites e-commerce and battling the stigma the industry uh, carries with banks merchant processors and social media so you mean that yeah. <laughs> but focus on firearms. Well, I mean, yeah. it would be hard, right? Can you can you run a, a, a gun website on Shopify? Shopify is the most popular e-commerce no, platform can't. in Edmonton. No, you can't. So what do you run it on? Right. So they're actually helping. Tell that. Yeah. They're helping with that. Their mission statement is empower and enable our clients to grow, thrive, and uh, access to Same. their maximum contribution in the firearms industry. Underscores everything they do. They are firearms enthusiasts, gunnies, and understand the uh, firearms culture. They hold open webinars to help any firearm business get uh, the edge and succeed and are involved in the industry at all levels. They're committed to the success and growth of the firearms community, culture, and lifestyle in Canada and the United States. Love it. Yeah, you can actually visit them on both Facebook as well as telusalpha.com to learn more about them. So if you are a business or or even a gunny and want to know more about it, go and visit them. 
I see they worked with Gothic Line Armory as we ran into they those did. guys at the uh, at the charity shoot in Alberta. Super nice guys. There's a there's a ton of uh, you know one of the yeah. things like there's actually a lot of digital marketing agencies that are that are anti gun. Yeah, I know. Is, uh, it is a thing. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and and the other thing is that there's so much. Can you run a Google Ads campaign for uh, firearms sales? No, you can't. No. And Facebook, you can't do it as well. But they're actually so. But you can do people, organic as long as you're right. not suggesting that Facebook promotes it. It's like it's dicey. Like there's some rules around doing this, and uh, just a, a random uh. agency that tr- that would try to do this would probably have some like some pretty substantial missteps as they learn yeah. the industry. So yeah. like that's like the idea of of a of a agency that's focused on just that would probably carry a lot of uh, uh, vertical knowledge in there. Yeah, great people Save too, by the way. Fantastic. So check them out. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted, or we just wanted to say thanks for coming on board and sponsoring us as well. So thanks for doing that. Um, Absolutely. Upcoming events. Uh, yeah, right now, it, you know, Canada is still closed down. However, as I said, we're starting to look like we're opening up a little bit. So maybe we'll be populating uh, that soon. Maybe I don't know. RPS at in Sherwood Park was talking uh about uh, potentially getting some stuff going the three gun guys uh local to me are talking about like scheduling some stuff three gun you mean two gun three gun <laughs> and people keep saying that whoa what are you gonna do now that three guns toast is like nothing i i have a gun in my safe i'm good to go i could go shoot a three gun tomorrow if i wanted to okay well, fine. You can do it, but other people can't. All right. <laughs> no, other people are screwed. Other people are like, I, I will need to borrow a rifle or something like that. We actually yeah. ran a poll on, uh, on on Chaz 3-Gun. It's like, hey, uh, what do you guys have? Can you, Do you guys have like an SKS or uh, like what's what other op- options do you guys have? Because Oh, uh, my God. SKS. It's going to be fantastic. Because that's what you got. I know. If you've so got an AR that's like three grand and now you, you can't use that and you've like, what's your backup? Is it a twenty-two? Is it an SKS? Is it a WK? Is it an MS? Like what? What? What do you got? I know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. if you or your range or anybody that you know, organization have events that are coming up, you can uh, email them to us at slamfireradio at gmail We can populate it for for you, and we can tell you all. We can tell our listeners all about it. So why don't we move on to the news, Adriel? What's going on in the news? Oh, hey. Remember, you remember when this mass shooting happened in Nova Scotia and we're like, you know what? Someone would have, there would have been red flags and someone didn't tell the cops. Yeah. We were wrong. We were so wrong. Someone did tell the cops. Not only were there red flags, they did tell the cops too. And the cops chose not to uh, investigate. We knew that there was actually red flags. Though. Shocking. He, he, Shocking he, he, that he somebody does kid. something crazy. Yeah. 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 So uh, specifically, uh, someone had warned the RCMP, hey, uh, I saw the uh, perpetrator uh, beating up his girlfriend uh, multiple times, and I've also seen his uh, illegal uh, firearms. And they said, well, unless the wife uh, charges him or the girlfriend charges him, uh, we can't do anything. And uh, and that was that. So uh, yeah. they chose not to investigate the illegal firearms. Illegal firearms. And um, yeah. I speculating, but I really, really wonder if he was buddies with some of the local guy, local cops. Just speculating, but it's yeah. not. I don't even think it's speculating because what, what, what that lady mentioned is that afterwards he he was a lot more aggressive at her and angry at her. I think someone told the small community, hundred hundred people. Yeah. I bet someone told him, "Hey, 
so-and-so was complaining to the cops about you. And yeah, it got to the and, point and where they moved. Yeah. They actually moved. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, know, we know that there were the red flags. You know, can we do something about it now? But we can do something about it after, or there should be something done about it afterwards. Like, they, let's be real. Like, if somebody says this guy has guns and he's not allowed to have them, well, they should be looking at normally, that. I mean, and, and like I, you, you have a charter right against uh, unreasonable search and seizure. Uh, uh, reasonable. Uh, now, the reasonable part is uh, the cops go to a judge and they say, "Hey, um, neighbor said this person was beating up his girlfriend. He's got some illegal guns there. We would like a search warrant to search the residence for said guns." And the judge would say yes or no. And uh, that would have been cool if they had done that. Okay. Yeah, they didn't do that. And by the way, if somebody is actually both male on female and female on male, and you see somebody beating up their partner, call the cops. The cops actually are obligated to charge them if they're there and it it just it took place. But later on down the road, like last week, it's not. Yeah, no. Anyways, just saying. Yeah, I mean, like, like this kind of follows the thread of people calling for more law when we have law that's not enforced, like uh, uh, in Justin's uh, announcement about this thing, he was talking about how, like, I like how you call him first name. I'm through with uh, respect (laughs) and uh, I will only call him by his first name now. I could call him blackface if, uh, if you prefer. Uh, But uh, (laughs) he mentioned that this is a misogynistic act that uh, there's these, uh, this guy hated women and, and whatever. And it's like, in this case, yeah, maybe that maybe that was the yeah, case. Actually, he, he clearly had uh, had those tendencies. Um, what was done about it? Like there was a, clearly some some failures in uh, following what should have been done, and that happens with uh, uh, many of these kinds of things. The cops, yeah. when they're uh, researching someone for their pal, when someone applies for their pal, uh, they're they given a couple of references. Frequently, those references aren't called. So. Should you increase the amount of time that they can go back in someone's history, or should you call the references and do? You some should call the references. Work. Provide provide the money to actually um, staff the position so that they can call those references. That's part of it. Those, that's why things are falling through the cracks, right? And we say we have yeah. to provide these references, and we have to check. Our partners have to agree to it, but they still need to be able to do it. They have to do it. It's they still have need to do the investigative work on the back end. Right. And if they don't do yeah. that, uh, it's not a failure of the law. It's a failure of the enforcement of the law. And yep. that's yep. the case with, uh, with, with uh, when, when we frequently see these issues where people with legal guns and pals get uh, through the cracks. Um, never mind <laughs> illegal, where, where they just drive them across the border. It's like a denturist driving uh, uh, illegal guns across the border. Uh, you've got a, a bigger problem uh, uh, in front of you. <sighs> okay. I agree. Yeah. But uh, what we know is... Yeah. Sucks, man. Okay. This, uh, this next story, um, I wanted to put it in here because uh, Canada Post recently made a change where um, they, if you asked for signature required, which is part of sending a firearm legally in Canada... Um, they weren't actually uh, asking for a signature and they were just dumping them at people's doors. One of them got stolen. Uh, Savage 99 was uh, stolen from a Penticton man's uh, house. He said he did not hear a knock on his door. He was home the whole time. 
and uh, uh, the gun was gone by the time he went and checked for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I have had two packages from Canada Post arrive lately, and by the time I got to the door, they were long gone. In one case, I discovered it hours and hours later because I didn't hear them. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed yep. to ring the doorbell, and then they're usually pretty good about in my neighborhood. But every once in a while, nope, there's just like a package in, in between the door. Now, the you could, have you guys heard what the uh, blowback of this is? Yeah, I heard. Now, if you want to mail a firearm, Canada Post is like, oh, we don't know what to do. We have this like age verification thing where they have to see a license. So now you have to have that if you want to mail a firearm. You have to do and and guess what. That's not something you can just get by like going down to the post office. You have to do that no. yourself and you have yeah. to have a small business account to do that. Yes. They want a small business account now to do it as well. well why don't and they just follow their damn rules? <laughs> I paid for a signature. Give me a signature. At least uh, if you're going to verify for a signature, take a picture of the person that that opened the door. <laughs> I don't know. Like you, yeah. you look at like Amazon is like, they pull out their phone and like, click. I take a picture of the, st- of the stupid package on your doorstep piece. Like do something, do something like that. Don't just like add these ridiculous things on top. Age yes. verification. So, yeah. okay. We sent it by Canada post. And the reason is because Canada is such a huge country and it's the one that is most available in the communities. There's um, so, but somebody said to combat this, use FedEx here's some of the because it's excellent but the reality is FedEx doesn't doesn't service all communities right what's their pricing like compared to Canada Post their pricing is a little bit more but at least you get your gun (laughs) (laughs) right okay so I did have uh, UPS delivered a package today and they banged on the door and then the lady backed up seven feet eight six seven feet just stood there waited till I opened the door asked for my name said have a nice day bye Perfect. I know I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody else just mentioned on our comments feed that UPS did the exact same thing. He said they just left it at the door and he was lucky that he actually noticed that. Why can't they just ring the doorbell or like bang loudly on the door? That's it. Everyone's at home. Everyone's at home right now. So yeah, (laughs) like unless they want like all this package theft. Yeah. Yeah. But they should. uh, So if it says signature required, get the goddamn signature. I swore. Somebody somebody paid. What? Somebody paid for that as well, right? Like you yeah. pay extra for that. So yeah. if you're not going to give me the service, then why are you charging me money? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they'll allow you to buy it right now. Anyways, Anyways. long story short, that's a mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> capable of. Capable, capable of. of fire. We already talked about that. Yeah, we discussed capable of. <laughs> if you want to know more, the CSSA has a uh, has an article on it. Where How many times have you heard, like, people, there's been serious conversations about jewels, measuring it, and, like, oh, anyways. It's enshrined in law now, though. Like, I they've know. already used the OIC to ban So it's 20 guns. millimeter, and we're talking about it. It's still, you know. Mm-hmm. Get out your calipers, measure your jewels. <sighs> measure your jewels and calipers and all the... <laughs> don't know what jewels you're measuring with calipers but i don't want to know okay let's go <laughs> oh okay well, you guys, guys want to tell that uh, a neat quote from the R- from the frt yes. on the stag 10 i'm going to read this out this is this is before uh the canadian it said under canadian law comments the stag 10 stag arms model stag 10 firearm does not incorporate mechanical aesthetic or other design features that can be traced directly to any particular firearm it is therefore not considered a variant of any firearm found in the 
prohibited firearms regulations or the restricted firearms regulations appended to the criminal code part three section 84 isn't that neat mm-hmm. and yet suddenly it, it is and it does and magic. now it says it's an ar-10 uh, variant magic magic it's, um yeah Anyways, we, we saw I mean, we we seen a couple of FRT changes since OIC. Yeah, there like have the been uh, yeah a couple of rifles that are multi-barrel capable. It's mm-hmm. like oh, it's a three hundred eight, but you could put this other barrel on it, and that's a big bad one. So yeah. that's prohibited. Ban the whole. Lot. Okay, and that's why I don't understand why when they wrote that prohibition, you ban anything over ten thousand joules, you don't need to say what firearms that is. It's done. What are you doing? And the only thing I can think of is they're just trying to pad their numbers like they did with the AR-15s. Yeah. You don't well, need to list I, 950 variants. Just say AR-15 and variants done. I'm pretty so, sure like the, the OIC had to name them to ban them, but uh, I'm wrong because ha- since then, the RCMP have added firearms to the list yeah, based, based on that OIC. Yep. Based on the language have. in it. Yeah. I had a picture of me shooting a 50 BMG and somebody says, you don't need a 50. I'm going again, it's the whole need comment, but you don't need a a 50 BMG. Good thing that it's like, this thing is a bold action. I said, the only thing that I, this is is good for is giving me a hernia to carry this goddamn thing around. Right. So empty your wallet (laughs) and empty your wallet. And they're going, well, if it's 5,000, it's worth $5,000, then you don't really need it anyways. I'm going, Where's the logic in that? Like, and who, who, like, do you need any lives? car other than a Honda Civic? <laughs> yeah. What kind of <laughs> commie comment? Like, what kind of commies are, are, are just know. going off of need anyways, right? I'm going, well, you if you need can... a car, you can use a bicycle. You don't if need we... a house. You can live in uh, concrete uh-huh. row, row housing uh, that the government provides you. You don't need a job. The government will provide one for you. Like, just oh. take, keep going. Oh, well, we're now talking about the Soviet bloc. Yes? No? You like Borscht as well? <laughs> I hope so. so. The Russia, 50 <laughs> That's all you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Unless that you want to talk to you. What else I got in here? Uh, Ontario Ranges reopening? Hmm. said maybe. Alberta Ranges, uh, some of them never closed. Um, some of them yeah. are... Uh, are now putting in guidelines for uh, uh, for re getting into them. So I think some ranges you would never have 15 people anyway, so they didn't really have to do anything. Um, the ranges that uh, are a little bit more popular are putting in uh, booking systems so that there's never more than 15 people on the range, kind of right. thing, and putting in some uh, sanitary recommendations. I guess. Yeah. 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 Wash your hands, people. I just literally, as we're doing the show, I got an email from one of my ranges just saying that we're opening on. So um, Doug Ford uh, in, talked about it today. He said that ranges can open, but again, it's all based on, you know, following the the guidelines and restrictions for social gatherings. So I like that he shooting. actually mentioned rod and gun clubs. I thought that yeah. was awesome. He did. Yeah, um, good stuff. One of the things we didn't talk about in in the news is um so the three so we got alberta uh, saskatchewan and also doug ford premiers talking about cfo cfo they're not agreeing with oyc so they're in, they're trying to appoint their own cfos provincial i right? think i think they're able to do that the whole time like that was always an option um I would prefer if uh, if Kenny also opted to uh, replace the RCMP with an Alberta police force, so mm-hmm. we had a little bit more control over that. That's the whole 
Firewall Alberta idea. Yeah. Preparing to exit if you're doing a lot, right? Uh, Well, firewalling it off because... um, these uh, a lot of these laws aren't popular in Alberta. They are popular, like vast population of, of Canada. Uh, firearms regulation is popular. It's not in Alberta. Um, and if we control the enforcement of that, um, maybe we can do whatever the F we want to. You can say the word. You have to add it if you want. <laughs> Valid. That's why I didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What about this? What about this next thing? Uh, The Wapiti Shooters Club. Who put that in there? That's something separate entirely. But uh, yeah, the Wapiti Shooters Club uh, is uh, temporarily suspended until they can uh, get their range certifications reviewed by the uh, CFO. Oh, sub that. I don't okay. know. I don't know what's up with it. I just I thought I'd put it in there because um, some people might be members of that range and yeah, yeah. Okay. What about uh, uh, Dave? You actually sent this to everybody, so it's the Shooting Club Collective. Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Yeah, I got an email forwarded to me from Range Burlington. Uh, We are now part of a Shooting Club Collective, the SCC. Won't let me be and won't let me be, so let me be. A community which shares information, announcements, and other important information about club operations and experiences for the betterment of members and all of the clubs. We're trying to get all of the clubs in Ontario into the collective. Ultimately, we would like to have all clubs in Canada all clubs Canada-wide join into the group. It won't be easy, but we must try. If you're a member of another club, please ask them to send me an email with a contact and number, a contact email and phone number, and they will get you on your mailing list. If you're interested or your club's interested, you can email president at rangeburlington.ca, president at rangeburlington.ca. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, like so um, I just had a question about it. Um, maybe I can direct it towards the president at uh, the Range Burlington, but I'm just wondering what the what's the planning for this? Is it to like what's the planning? Do you know anything about it or just I don't. I emailed them. The I haven't heard back from them. Okay. I'm going to see if I can get them on the show. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And that's Intense. it, I think, right? I got, I got to call out one one comment Doug mentioned uh, in our okay. comments here. Capable of a signature? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Fully automatic. All right. Is it capable of a signature? It should be fine. <laughs> no new gun stuff, right? Oh, I thought you were just going to like cut quietly into the main topic. No, I was, I was just going to ask because there's nothing listed. No new gun stuff. So let's get into the main topic. All right. As our guest today, we have Ryan from Maple Ridge Armory out of Barrie. Maple Ridge Armory is a boutique Canadian manufacturer and retail company focused on innovative industry-leading design and manufacturing of firearms, parts, and accessories. Their team is composed of dedicated, passionate professionals who are committed to providing quality products and exceptional service to their customers. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's very good to have you. I was uh, I was in your store a little while ago and had uh, the good luck of picking up uh, a new fore fore end from our handguard from from your scratch and dent pile. So awesome. I'm very excited about this. I finally yeah. built it last week and it it'll look great in my safe. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't wait? Here you're here. <laughs> it's doing what it's going to be doing for a while. <laughs> yeah, looking I think pretty. I, I 
looking pretty. I'm going to disassemble it and put it on something else. Anyway, Ryan, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're in Barrie, Ontario, and um, we started uh, about three years ago uh, just manufacturing uh, performance parts for, uh, for rifles. Uh, any part that's going to enhance the performance of the rifle, we started off with muzzle brakes and barrels and lightweight handguards, and uh, we just slowly grew our product line and uh, refined our, our, our product line as well to improve on them. And, uh, and now we've grown to, to the point where we have a retail storefront and a number of other products that we sell retail uh, to supplement um, uh, the, the parts that we manufacture. And where do you, where do you manufacture? Are you manufacturing here in Canada? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we pair, uh, we partner with uh, Aero Manufacturing in Bolton. Uh, so they do all the CNC machine uh, work for us, uh, and then uh, our designer works with their engineer, twenty-five-year uh, uh, machinist and, and mechanical engineer, uh, to develop parts together. Uh, and then I personally prototype and test them all, um, and uh, and then we go to production. And then all the support is. Uh, is done throughout uh, the GTA area. Our heat treatment uh, processors are our tumbler, the burr, um, platers, um, and we source most of our materials, raw goods, uh, aluminum and steel, out of the uh, out of Canada as well. Um, the only thing we're bringing in from the U.S. right now is is our barrel blanks. Um, but uh, and then we also source some barrel blanks from uh, from IBI. We haven't brought any in in a while, but uh, we're going to be bringing in some more five R uh, barrel blanks from them in the future. Nice, nice. Yeah, That's cool. awesome. Love IBI. I'm. Uh, it's nice to hear that you're doing so much of your work. Well, pretty much all of your work it's in Canada, Canadian. sourcing everything here. Yeah, Canadian. Woo. That's awesome. Well, the dollar's Very probably good. probably a, a good advantage to buy in <laughs> Canada as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that's been, that's been helpful, and and with the whole COVID thing and and the, the Canadian dollar tanking, we've been able to to keep our prices um, level. We haven't had to increase our, our our cost to to the customer. So awesome. So it helps. And are you yeah. are you exporting a lot to the states, or where where's your no where not market? not yet? So we're we've set up a distributor tentatively, uh, and we hope to start uh, exporting to the states uh, in October of this year. Uh, but we do export to to Europe. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, uh, one of the things that uh, uh, the guys at my Three Gun Club really like about uh, your foreigns specifically, I don't know what you guys are doing in the machining uh, of them, but they're very soft on the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get like a, a cheap, like a Chinese forehand or something like that, they've got very sharp edges on 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 the cuts. These are all. I think they're all radiused. They're all radiused on all all, all the uh, sides there. So you can grab this thing, twist it, pull on it. It's never going to cut your hand uh, due to a sharp edge on there, which is, uh, again, something that's on some uh, some more inexpensive forends. I like your uh, attachment for the, uh, uh, the barrel nut as well there. That's a mm-hmm. super easy system to set up on there. There's some of the, some of them can be a really pain, a, a pain in the butt to align, uh, but uh, this guy works really, really nicely. Yeah, and that's why we went yeah. with the round barrel nut. You don't have to time it to the gas tube. And uh, I hate doing that. Yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, I have uh, uh, another uh, fore end, and it uses like a, a standard barrel nut on it. And you have to use shims sometimes because you like you get it there, and it's like okay, now I need thirty to eighty foot pounds somewhere in there. And it's like nope, can't do it. Well, now 
put a shim on there, dial it off, put it back on. It's a pain in the butt. I hate, mm-hmm. I hate that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah this was actually my first AR. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. That was your first AR? It was my first AR that I built. Yeah, the first yeah. upper that I built. And I specifically chose your stuff because the A, as Adriel mentioned, it's just sexy as crap. It's so nice to hold. <laughs> it's the nicest, nicest, nicest forearm I've ever held it. Held other than some of the, like, like it's equivalent to some of the really super high-end stuff as far as I'm concerned, like the Giselles and stuff like that, just the feel of it. Awesome. And, Thank you. Um, yeah, it was so easy to put in. Like I was reading online about different different forends, and I was talking to the guys at the store and how this one went on. I'm like, hell yeah, give me one of those. And it was it was stupid. Like it was ridiculous. I'm reading all these things, like Adriel said about shimming and blah 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 blah. And just spin it on, torque it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So and we very, give you all the nice tools. Design. We give you the the crowfoot wrench and the hex key in there. Uh, so we give you all yep. the tools, other than the the torque wrench, but everything you need to to assemble it. Yeah. Yeah, Pork Ridge awesome. is a twenty dollar trip to Princess Auto, and off mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we actually got our, our V two, so that was our 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 V one and our X one. Uh, they're the ones with the cutout on the top, so that you can use a larger objective scope and still keep it mounted really low. You don't need to have extra high rings, and that translates to a better cheek weld. You're you're not you don't got like a chin weld. You got a cheek weld, right? Um, and then for people who don't want to put a large objective, but maybe want more rail space, we got our, our V2 and our X2, which have now a full length rail on the top. I see. Um, yep. They're, they're still very lightweight. The, like that's really good if you want to write, let, run like night vision or something like that on the front as well. Not that there's a point in doing that out here. I, I prefer no rail on the top just because it's not something I would need. But yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. It's interesting to know, yeah, why you guys went with that. But mm-hmm. I like that profile too. I, 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 um, my other handguard was a lot uh, wider. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy here, you can see how much it hugs the barrel and the gas block on there. And mm-hmm. a thinner uh, foreend is much easier to kind of manhandle a little bit and like move around. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. nicer than a, than a big one. Yeah, you can get a really good purchase all, all around grip on it. But yeah. we tried to keep, so the in, inside diameter on that is, uh, is 1.36 inches. So you can still fit like a, a, quite a few of those barrel shrouds uh, that are on the market. Still sleeve inside there if you want that more recessed yeah. look. Yeah, you want that sexy like in handguard look to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One question I had for, I had a technical question for you, Ryan, since we're yep. talking. Um, when I look down this thing, so I've been reading a few things online. Oops, where is that? There it is. And I've been reading a few things just saying these really low profile handguards. There's sometimes when you fire it, the barrel flexes enough to actually that the gas black block will actually hit the handguard. Is there any truth to that whatsoever? Because, you know, I read it on the internet. Uh, that would make sense theoretically because uh, you do have uh, harmonics. Barrel, the barrel does move when you fire it. Uh, I don't know the degree to, to which it does move, and we haven't had any any complaints uh, with, with that regard, right? And uh, and our our guns are really really accurate. The ones that we've shot ourselves, the the shooters that we sponsor, uh, they they all say they're very very accurate. Um, so I don't think, I mean, even if it is hitting, I don't think it's having any measurable effect on the performance of the, of the I would, rifle. I would think you would see wear on either the gas block or the inside of the forehand if it was mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell when you read on the internet, right? It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and we have, I haven't seen any, any damage and, uh, and some of our guns we've, 
we've sent thousands and thousands of rounds through them. Right. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. Um, anybody else have any questions around what, the story? What are you, um, what are you doing? Like, so, uh, this whole OIC band thing came in. What do you like? You guys do a substantial amount of, uh, work with, uh, air 15s and air 10 mm-hmm. platforms. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys doing as a response to all of this? This is like a, a pretty drastic change for you guys, right? Yeah, well, um, I mean, there, there's still some platforms that, that take take our parts. There's a lot of cross compatibility uh, with our parts. Uh, I thought this this might be coming down. Uh, so six months ago, we, we stood up the, the retail store. We sort of diversified our, our product line um, because had this happened six months ago, uh, that would have been the end of the company. Um, so I tried to to shelter us uh, from from this eventuality, um, and uh, and we've also developed a couple of rifles um, that we're going to be releasing. We have our, our straight pull uh, 223 rifle. Uh, it's in production right now. It's uh, done final prototy- uh, prototyping, and so we are going to go to market probably mid June, end of June, with that. Okay. Awesome. So, so that would that would be like nice. take all this since it's straight pull. Mm-hmm. This, this is a 16 inch barrel. Can't I can't put this on a semi auto, but I could put it on a straight pole. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I just uh, take all the stuff off of this guy here, um, mm-hmm. wait until the summer, and uh, and then I can bolt it all on what you're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This awesome. is all a really nice thing. I don't need the BCG. So so the carrier mm-hmm. and uh, and the charging system for the carrier. It's all proprietary to the upper and lower receiver set. Um, but other than the, the upper and the lower and the carrier, everything else is, is cross compatible. Yeah. Nice. I, I don't I don't have any fancy like charger, beast gear, anything like that on here. So that's, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you, when do you expect sales, retail sales? Uh, mid to end of June next month. Okay. Wow. And projections so on, yeah. projections on other calibers that are Oh yeah, so we're, we'll do the two two three, the six point five Grendel, the three hundred Blackout, seven six two by three nine. Those are all coming out right away. Uh, we're going to have barrels to support that. Uh, plus, the receiver set will accept uh, all standard AR type barrels. And okay. then the then later on this year, probably uh, late fall, uh, early winter, uh, we'll be doing the the three hundred eight uh, size platform. Okay, that's cool. fantastic because there nice. there's there's not really an alternative on the on the 308s right now. Anyone who has like a uh, uh, Stag 10 or or Matrix or something like that, they've just got a bunch of parts that if they got really nice parts are just sitting there. Yeah. I don't know what the RCMP is going to offer for a buyback. I don't imagine like aftermarket accessories are going to be valued as high as they as they should be so i would no. like to take no. mine and put them on something else and continue mm-hmm. to use them so we have a listener that is asking for msrp uh we don't we don't know yet don't know yet okay. don't know yet uh uh over 1500 under under 2000 for the complete rifle okay uh receiver sets uh we, we don't know yet okay yeah, cool and again most of it made yeah, in canada yeah, it's all made here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Other than like the the dust cover or the gas tube, uh, yeah. we make those. We import those. Uh, but yeah, ninety five percent of it's made here in Ontario. Dave wants to know if it's available in pretty colors. Any color you want. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's Any black, rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Henry <laughs> uh, <can> Ford. <laughs> 
There is such a thing as Cerakoting. And yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, Red Tower Armory. They do all of our Cerakote. So anything they, they can do, uh, we can have it done. Okay. Oh, Dave's just following some instruction there. Okay. Um, I stepped away for a minute. Can you uh, just, uh, so did we talk about the, um, so with the OIC, what your thoughts are on it being a little bit more open-ended for the FRTs? So the RCMP adding to it with anything that's coming up new within the FRT. Mm-hmm. So submissions, I don't know if we talked about it. I just stepped away for a minute. So I wanted to get your input on that if we hadn't already. The way I read it is uh, they've left it, they've left it open to include uh, to include new things uh, by OIC. Yeah. Uh, so we do run the run the risk of that. Um, but I think the spirit of of their law is is they're going after semi automatics or firearms that produce more than ten thousand joules. Yeah. Um, this straight pull, for for example, doesn't fall within any of those, and uh, it's absolutely impossible to turn it into semi automatic. We we built it purposefully so that it could not be converted. Uh, into semi-automatic without some serious re-engineering and, and, and machining. Um, so I don't think the any of the straight pull designs that are going to come out will be affected. Okay. Uh, however, um, our, say our semi-automatic that we, we've developed, uh, we haven't submitted that to the lab. We aren't going to market with that until a new government is... is um, is in power uh, because although it's not derived from the AR platform, it's not derived from any of the platforms that were named under this OIC. Um, it is a magazine box-fed semi-automatic rifle, and yeah. uh, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put all of our, our last two years of development uh, into that uh, at risk. Yeah, smart. Absolutely. What does it cost you to develop something like that, Ryan? Like when you're developing that semi-auto, what 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 would be your, your development cost roughly uh, to bring that to market? Lots of blood, sweat, and tears. I, I haven't, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and I haven't, uh, quantified it. I haven't monetized, like I, I have no idea the, the monetary value. Um, but I mean, our, our, that semi-automatic, um, I'd say it's about two years in development for that. Um, just because what, we'll, and I count the development, all the, composite parts, the development of our glide bolt carrier group, the development of our, our V1 handguards, the development of our rock solid brakes. Uh, I count all the development of all those parts towards the development of, of, of this complete rifle. Now the development of the actual, our non-restricted semi-automatic receiver set, that's been maybe, maybe six months of design uh, prototype testing for that particular component, right? No problem. Interesting. Yeah, that's so. Then once you actually bring that to development, if they ended up banning it, that's a that's a crap ton of money, money and and time and uh, and and it's performed exceptionally well. Uh, and and I'm not just saying that because it's mine. Like we we ran, I had a box full of magazines. Uh, we we had like every magazine we could find. We ran them all. Uh, they all ran perfectly. We dropped like nine different triggers in there. They all performed excellent. Um, so we tried to use all these different aftermarket parts that the customer might end up putting in the platform to make sure it's going to work with everything. Um, so, so yeah, so there's been a lot of, uh, time and an effort put into it and, uh, yeah, we're, I'm just not going to risk that, you know, until, until we get a new government. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you do end up opening your export markets into the States, would it be worth manufacturing it and, and, and getting it exported down there? Yeah, possibly. I'm not so sure. I mean, the, the, the U.S. is, is pretty saturated uh, in terms of, of uh, AR-15 uh, production, and, and, and that's the most popular platform. I'm not sure how ours would stack up against, against the AR-15. Um, mm. I mean, it's specific for the Canadian market because the receiver set is, is proprietary to one another. Um, you, they, you cannot fit an AR receiver onto them and, and uh, although they look somewhat similar, um, but uh, you know that's the benefit for the Canadian market. As for say the U.S. market, I'm not sure so sure there, there's any any big benefit. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Most of the guys I know down there are shooting a a black rifle or either shooting AR-15s or AKs. Yeah. Right. So, but we're going to sell all, all of our performance parts down there. Um, now, uh, for the straight pole, we've got uh, dealers in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand who are interested in the straight pole okay. for obvious reasons, right? Yeah, yeah they're definitely. in the same boat we are, or yeah. we're in the same boat there, mm-hmm. <laughs> vice versa. Um, one of the, uh, f- some of the feedback is, so on your website, are you putting the new product information on there yet, or when's that going to be released as well? People are just wanting to know more information on it. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a big press release, and we'll put all the information on the website, our Instagram, our Facebook, uh, CGN. Um, as soon as as soon as we've refined everything and we know exactly, okay. um, you know how. Yeah, we, we we got a few more details to iron out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Any other any other special projects or anything else that uh, you wanted to mention to our uh, listeners? Yeah, we got a bolt action. So it's uh, it's a Remington 700 footprint. Uh, nice. It takes uh, Savage prefit barrels. Uh, so that's we're halfway through prototyping. We got to iron out a couple more kinks. Um, Interesting. But it's got all the bells and whistles. It's uh, it's lightweight uh, design. It's got an integrated uh, recoil lug, uh, 60 degree throw. Um, it's a two piece with a with a separate head, so you know caliber changes are real easy. Um, so is it yeah, gonna be so like that, a tube gun, or is it gonna be like a, a, a PRS gun? What what's the style yeah, of P- it? A PRS gun. PRS um, yeah, so you'll be able to drop it into any any um, stock that would accept a Remington 700 uh, footprint. Uh, but then we're also uh, working on a uh, our own chassis system, uh, so you can drop this bolt action into that, but then you can put an AR-10 handguard on it an AR-10 grip and a bunch of other AR-10 parts. Yeah. Uh, just trying to offer the people out there uh, lots of options to move all these expensive parts that they've, they've purchased for their AR-10s or AR-15s and be able to transfer them over to another platform and, and still enjoy, uh, enjoy the parts that you know, a lot of people have, have spent a lot of money on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think sense. that... Uh, make them. Yeah, I mean, some of these parts are, are, are really good quality. Like some of the triggers we've got are really nice. Some of the barrels are, are, are really great. The forends and it's, uh, yeah, we should be using them on, on whatever, whatever, whatever next thing we, we, we put them on. Yeah. We had one question. They're, they're Left hand? Left-handed, uh, right-handed start, but yeah, we 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 do want. Well, the straight pull is is ambidextrous, so you can swap the the handle over to the other side. Uh, it's it's still only right side eject, uh, and the the bolt action. Uh, we're starting with with a right hand, but we we do have uh, models and drawings already for the left hand, but we're not going to be producing left hand to start. Sweet. 
Nice. So you'd mentioned when we were uh, when we were talking that you had speaking of of banning things that uh, some of your other friends and manufacturers were having some issues. And do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk about them specifically. Um, but no. but uh, yeah, I was just saying like I I mean we took a bit of a a, a hit uh, financially, but uh, but I do have other markets I can I can move my all my uppers, uh, move a bunch of my uh, my my ARs too. Uh, but I, I do have friends in the industry, and I'm I'm very concerned for them um, yeah. because a lot of them have. They either don't have the export uh, export uh, market lined up, or they have a significantly um, higher dollar value uh, of, of product that that they now can't sell. So, yeah, I was just yeah, I'm I'm just worried. I'm not so worried for myself. I'm I'm more worried for for some of my friends in, in the industry. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you've you've expanded your products quite a lot to. Uh, to to uh, live with the the ban and get into different markets, so that's awesome. Yeah, but we're still fighting. Uh, so so we're looking at the uh, different. Uh, there's several different legal teams uh, that are being assembled right now uh, to yeah. put different challenges uh, forward. So we're reviewing all those and uh, trying to figure out uh, which ones we're going to throw our weight behind. Um, uh, and uh, and we're. Myself and my staff are we're working on a lot of uh, advocacy and, you know, trying to talk to our friends and family members who may not be firearm owners, uh, but uh, try to get them involved because this, this really concerns everyone, whether or not you're. Uh, awesome. I will be right back. All yep. right. <laughs> so, Ryan, you were talking about uh, some of the legal challenges that, uh, so see, S-triple-A is the one for the industry partners. That's right. Um, yeah. Any word on them? Uh, I, I can't speak to, to what they're doing uh, specifically. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but they, 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 are, they are doing something. Um, Perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that we all have to actually, we all have to agree that, you know, we all should be doing something about it because it's going to affect everybody this isn't well just, i mean this even even this in the last week the here thing. yeah as as they were talking more about um the language used in it like capable of firing at, at cartridges as ten thousand joules it's like capable of capable of is also used in like capable full auto and what what does capable of mean the rcmp gets to dick with it for a year and yeah. if they can like stick a popsicle stick or a coat hanger in there to make it full auto it's like oh it's capable of full auto it's dangerous. <laughs> it's probably gonna probably gonna take your hand at some point, but it's capable of it. So is the same thing gonna apply for this ten thousand joules? It's like, well, that's the same language. Yeah. Oh, it well, doesn't, it doesn't cover I mean, it right now, but it's like uh, I bet I I wasn't around in the nineties when they were like when the when the uh, bans on on <coughs> these things kind of things came yeah. in, but I bet the same things were said about full autos and AR fifteens, and that the language starts ambiguous and gets more restrictive after a while in terms of interpretation. It's, yeah. So somebody is asking specifically about the bolt guns. Are they going to be available in 22 LR and, you know, so that people can actually use them as trainers as well as, you know, things like CRPS or different things. We haven't, like uh, we haven't developed a 22 LR yet. Not yet. So not yet. <laughs> not yet. So is that speaking for, yeah, we are looking at it down the line. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the, the first is going to be a, a short action. Then we're going to do a long action and then we're going to do a rimfire. <laughs> Perfect. It's it's awesome. funny. Like if you would have asked me five five or ten years ago, 
uh, hey, uh, would you buy like a, a, a thousand dollar PRS looking 22 for like shooting a competition? I'm like, no, that sounds, that's weird. No, but, it's like, but now that I've seen it, no, now I see what it's yeah. used for. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This, this has, this is a thing. This is a thing that people do. <laughs> yeah. I Make get it now. For gun too. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a hell of a gopher gun, yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't have to move around too much. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. Right. Well, uh, that, that was super nice. helpful, Ryan, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's it's definitely been a a, a big help learning uh, what you guys are up to, and I know that you guys support a bunch of uh, three gunners and, and support yeah. uh, competition shooting as well, so thank you guys for that as well. It's, uh, uh, it's very much appreciated by the people on the ground. Yeah, well, well, great. Uh, thanks, thanks for having having me on. And uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, the idea behind us uh, sponsoring uh, these events is uh, is we're trying to increase. Uh, I think I think it behooves us all to increase public awareness uh, to show the public that um, there's some serious uh, sports sporting uh, uses for firearms, uh, and and it's a really strong and friendly community. Uh, of of great people and uh, and I think we need to I think I think the best thing we can do as as a firearm community is is to uh, put ourselves on display in a very positive yeah. way to the general public. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Well, Don't yeah. need to hide anymore. Uh, Be proud. No, we have spent a lot of time hiding since the nineties, and it has done absolutely nothing. It's done absolutely the opposite. So I find that uh, once people. Uh, once people do that, you know, oh, these people, but once they meet those people and learn a little bit about them, they're, they're just people and yep. we're your neighbors. We're all around you yep. and not in a bad way. Yep. It's a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, where can people get a hold of you again? If they're interested in your product or where can they visit? Where can they like, what can they, where are you available on social media? Yeah, so so uh, com is uh, our, our website. Uh, there's lots of contact info there. Uh, info at maplerudgearmory.com uh, is, is our main customer service uh, email. Uh, we have a storefront in Barrie, Ontario. Uh, so you know, right now we're doing curbside pickup, but uh, as soon as we're able to open our doors, then uh, we're, we're open uh, five days a week, uh, Tuesday to Sunday. Uh, and uh, we are available on uh, Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. And uh, and we're also active on CGN. Perfect, awesome. Just so all our American listeners know, MapleRidgeArmory.com. Yeah, there's a U in the armory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, sh- you should register it without a U, Ryan, and just redirect yeah. the URL. <laughs> right. No, that's that's a good idea. I'll never buy any that's of your equipment. Idea. Well, if you're sourcing out to the, if you're going to be exporting a lot of product to the US as part of your plan, yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, me 10 bucks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or a forearm. Grand. Or a forearm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Ryan. Really, uh, okay. really appreciate it. Let us know when you get the uh, the new product. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, uh, we'll maybe, back on. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll hop on, um, you know, uh, next month. And uh, and then yeah. uh, I can I can show you guys uh through the video here, uh, some, some more about one of them when, when I have the production one uh, in my hands. Cool. Absolutely. I've already got the parts off of my guy. AR, so yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank All right, you thank so you. much.
And thanks again to Ryan from Maple Ridge Armories. Check them out at mapleridgearmories.com. It's good to see that they're actually doing well, uh, despite the OIC, and that they have plans for the future. And everybody check out the new stuff that's going to be coming up. Hopefully I've, we'll get I've always been surprised at how quickly they've been at uh, coming out with new products and having it ready. And like for him to say like, oh yeah, we're going to do this straight ball thing. And it's, it's in all June. Canadian like, what? made. What? June? <laughs> I know. What the hell is that? Yeah, that's quick. But like a lot of their other products were like that too. Like they, their uppers and that kind of thing where uh, they came out with pretty quick. Like they're fast. I think... I think he, he and he's, he he talked about it a little bit about how forward thinking he was planning for this. He knew it was coming, so he's planning for it. Yeah. So right, you can't put all your eggs in one basket because if you do, you're you're hooped basically. And if you rely on government, you will get screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm just. I work for the government. I'm not saying a word. All right. Yeah. I know um, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Listener feedback. Uh, listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. I've been checking him out recently. Not Denny himself, but actually DC Gunsmith. Uh-huh, <laughs> <I> uh-huh. probably- <laughs> And he's got some new stuff in stock. It's awesome. He's got some Vortex stuff in. I was thinking about buying an optic. But, yeah. Anyways, check him out. Follow him also on, on uh, Instagram. And you can also um, follow him on Facebook, too, because they post all the great stuff they've been doing. By the way, Trevor Granier's stuff is getting refinished. All this stuff yeah, that got awesome. burnt up in the fire. I think he's listening. Hi, I love Trevor. that pistol. Cobra Commander 45. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, Adriel, do you want to take this one from Graham? Hello, there we go. Hello all at Slamfire. I've been thinking about how AR uppers fit into the May 1st ban list and a couple of possible implications of their prohibition. I'm not a legal expert, but my understanding is that there are mechanisms that would allow an appropriate licensed individual to own a prohibited firearm and the new regulation allows for the possibility of some form of grandfathering this might allow those of us in possession of an ar or m14 to keep that prohibited firearm uppers on the other hand are not a firearm and are now classified as a prohibited device as far as i know and i may be wrong there's no grandfathering of prohibited devices such as 30 round center fire uh, rifle magazines or suppressors now uppers are prohibited devices if a lower is a firearm and an upper is a device, what do you think is the likelihood that in two years we'll be able to keep our AR variants except for the upper? I can easily interpret the regulation this way. It's a pretty sneaky way of removing ARs completely. Uh, I also imagine that it's a lot tougher to do something like 3D printing an upper given the forces that act on an upper. Ignoring the serial number and registration issue, if I wanted to disarm a populace, I'd take their uppers, not their lowers. It just seems like they'd be harder to replace them. Also, prior to May 1st, an upper was just a chunk of metal of a particular shape. There were no restrictions on them, and a child could own one. Now they are a prohibited device, hypothetically owned by any number of unlicensed individuals. How does the RCMP plan on communicating this ban to to owners of uppers when they have no record of who owns them? Any person in the country could own any number of them as it stands. 
it's quite possible that I took off the uppers off my all of my ARs and handed them out to strangers on the street near April 2020. And if so, that would have been perfectly legal. Uh, and if that was about 30 days ago, I suppose that I should let the registrar know that my registration should be changed to a lower receiver only. I don't believe that there are storage requirements for a prohibited device, so those strangers I gave the uppers to are probably using them for doorstops or something. Am I way off or is this a mess? Uh, well, let's do you want to, one so thing at a time? they're <laughs> likely going to send mail out to anyone who has a, an AR. That's easy yes. enough. Yeah. Uh, not, and, and you're going to get the letter that says uppers and lowers. So there's, there's, their communicating out. Uh, they can't communicate out to all the owners of the non-restricted firearms. They don't out. know who they are. They mentioned that in right. the OIC that, that this is going to be a problem for them and it's going to be a problem for them for uh, any compensation as well because they don't have a list of people with non-restricted and it will be based, compensation would be based on voluntarily giving back the firearm. Mm -hmm. That is what I said there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. Um, in terms of 3D printing an upper, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, you can't really 3D print one because it won't handle the stress of that uh, no. that metal will. Um, but there's not like there's not really a lot of uh, stress in the in the upper either. Like like the stress on an upper is the bolt locks into the uh, barrel extension. There's stress there. Um, there's stress on the latch. Other than that, like this is just a tube to hold a BCG. And there's more stress rails. in the buffer tube. The buffer yeah. tube has got a lot of stress in there. Like you have to, even with the plastic lowers, you have to use a metal uh, buffer tube with them. I haven't seen any that use a plastic one. Um, yeah, you just need something to hang on to that. Yeah, you could print rails. Yeah. Just like they do in a, some of the pistol polymer pistols where you have metal rails that the slide rides on. You could do that. Or you could just get a metal mill because, honestly, those uppers are not very complicated. I'm pretty sure the ATI Omni hybrid is almost all plastic. And it just uses metal inserts in some of the mm -hmm. different places. So the trigger on that thing's plastic. The yeah. lower's plastic. The upper's plastic with metal bits here and there. You would need metal to uh, uh, put your barrel nut on uh, to interface with the with the upper, for example. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anyways, we've also seen it like the MMP fifteen twenty two is mostly plastic, right? And it's yeah. also on the yeah. prohib list now, too. By the way, so gotta prohibit those uh, military grade assault weapon uh, 22 LRs. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Dave's going to pull his out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. I was going to go give it to some terrorists because they were interested in it, but um, hey, now it's prohibited, so I can't. Shucks. It's rough. <sighs> Anyways. Okay. Please note for the RCMP listeners, I'm not serious. <laughs> Show us for entertainment purposes only. We are. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't, don't give players. guns to terrorists in case you know that wasn't clear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you agreed not to in your PAL exam somewhere. Pretty sure it was in there, yeah. Kim Jong-un comes knocking. Say no. I thought he was dead. No, no. Uh, apparently not. Oh, no. okay. Came back. No, he oh. showed it. It's like weekend at Bernie's. Very nice. Just trotting him out. Everything's fine, kids. <laughs> Death to America. 
apparently his sister is even worse than he was. Okay. To be far. Yeah, it's the cute in execution, apparently. (laughs) 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 I agree. (laughs) Okay. Did we talk about everything? Yes, I think so. Quite possibly it's the Empress. Okay. I think we've talked about the everything. All right. Am I way off or is this a mess? No, it was very actually not a mess. We made it a mess though. Okay. Uh, Dave, why don't you read, uh, give us a little of uh, Edmund's update here. We talked about it a little bit already, but can you give us, uh, can you read Edmund's? Absolutely. Hi gals and hi guys and gal. That's you, Kelly. After reading this article, I couldn't believe how the Nova Scotia mass murder wasn't stopped years ago. There were multiple credible reports of illegal firearms owned by the killer, plus reports of domestic assault. Yet nothing was done to investigate him. Another article reported he had a prior assault conviction way back in 2002 for punching a 15-year-old boy in the back of the head. Combine that information with these new allegations from 2013, and I just can't see how he wasn't taken down. No new firearms ban will stop evil psychos like this denturist. Law enforcement could have intervened with the current laws, but failed to do so. Another interesting take from the article is the mass murderer knew who reported on him about beating his girlfriend and started stalking them. I have to wonder if the RCMP didn't want to investigate them. Why would they leak who filed a complaint against him? Edmund. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had already, already talked about this a little bit. One of the things yeah. that I actually um, heard was that, and this is, just what I heard was he applied to become an RCMP officer and was turned down. That might be one of the reasons for his fixation too. I don't know. Anyways, so we talked about this a little earlier. That's it. So if you'd like to email the show, uh, email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'll uh, read your emails and we'll also, you know, talk about it a little bit, you know, anyways. Uh, we don't have any podcast uh, reviews, so if you uh, you do listen to us on various apps, just uh, you know drop us a little um, you know love, and we'll read it. But not only that, it it allows us to get uh, noticed a little bit more, and I like to be noticed. All right, okay. Notice uh, me, witness me, <laughs> witness me. It's all, it's all about <laughs> Kelly, the Kelly Show. It's not the Kelly show. All right. Patreon supporters. Uh, we don't have any new patronies this week, but uh, thank you to everybody who recently signed up for it. And Adriel, did you get anything out recently? No. Okay. I will. He's been so busy. Go back and listen to what we did in Gunsus this week. We had zero. <laughs> I've been very busy playing video games. I'd like you to know. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for uh, supporting our show. If you'd like to also support our show, you can go to our website, go to the Cabela's link, click on that. If you're shopping at Cabela's. Uh, anyways, go to our, our link and support us because it'll throw us a little bit of kickback as well. Okay. Shout outs. Adriel. Oh, yeah. Just to those gutting around guys. They had uh, Mr. O'Toole, O'Toole on their show. That was super yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. So they've and they had, had some, uh, some other politician on there recently here. but Yeah, they've been having some really good guests on lately. Well, yeah. yeah. They're good guys, nice. too. Like, you know, really, Sean. And, and yeah, and, you know, M14 Medic. Who's John? I don't know if he wants us to give his real name in Rooster. They're really good guys. <laughs> not, M- not M14 Medic anymore. Now he's just Medic. Medic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what about you? Do you got a shout out? 
A few of my friends that I see are listening tonight. So hello to Cheryl, one of my American friends. Hello to Ryan and hello to Alex. Hi, everybody. And, and hello, I'm Sean, who just joined. I'm enjoying the Tavor, which I sold a month ago. Thanks. <laughs> All right. And I'd just like to say um, hi to everybody, uh, especially our listeners who are keep sending in um, comments, emails, as well as events and different things because um, of you guys. We can have a great show. So thanks for doing that. And Trevor, uh, thanks for being a great listener. Okay. Um, our favorite listener. Our favorite listener. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Everybody, why don't you go out and join a National Firearms Association? Uh, we really recommend that you uh, join the CCFR, uh, send them a donation. Uh, you can join the other organizations as well, support them because they're right now trying to fight for us. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. It is one of the best forums out there. FYI, don't listen to Trevor from last week. We're having a lot of hits and a lot of people commenting on our posts there recently, even new people. Okay, like us on Facebook, we're at 2,473, which is beating the crap out of those orphanages. And Yes. Yeah. And Suck again, it. we recommend that you go out and talk to your city councillors now before they start to introduce the handgun bans because there's going to be municipal governments that are looking to do that. So be proactive, people. That's it. And your city, yep, your city councillor um, is not beholden to a political party. They might actually not just send you a form letter that just gives you the party line. They might actually listen to you. Right. Be respectful. Yeah. Be polite. Don't be the stereotype. If and you call them out on, on their tie. crap if they are. Because they actually do work for you. Yep. All right. That's it. Everybody have a good night. See you soon. Maybe we'll put out new Bye content. Bye, everybody. Soon. COVID. Soonish. Yeah. Ish. Isn't, yeah. Isn't this new content? We're talking More. about extra content. Aren't we already aren't we doing it? Oh. Pandemic. Oh, okay. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. All right. Pandemic. Okay. Night. Everyone. Bye, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.